0: You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons.
1: Join us for answers to the questions you just want to ask your mom. Hey, welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Renee Sprouls. And I'm Bonnie Blalock. Well, it's here again. The holiday season is upon us, and we thought we'd do a second episode on some of our favorite Christmas traditions. Now, we don't want to add to your stress or to-do list, because remember, our previous podcast was about being intentional with your time at Christmas. So hopefully you've listened to that, set everything on the table, slid a couple of things off that aren't necessary anymore maybe you had that family conference and your kids told you what they really want to do and what they don't then we just did a poll like on social media uh, a while back actually it was
0: actually before november i think but we were just kind of asking what are some of your favorite traditions to add to ours so listeners responded and we wanted to share those with you yeah that would be fun collaboration is always good for just coming up with the best ideas Uh uh-huh so this is for if you wanted to pick up something new this year, or if you're just starting out and are looking for, okay, what, what are some traditions we can maybe start with? Here's, this is going to be full of ideas.
1: So many fun ideas. That's so again, the spirit of this episode is we're sitting around with a bunch of girlfriends and we're all sharing ideas and you don't have to do what everybody else does. But if something sounds fun and clever, pick it up. I was the queen of copying people. Oh, yeah. When I was raising our kids. Why
0: reinvent the wheel? Yeah. Just shamelessly do what your neighbors do.
1: I love that. Like find some good ideas that other people are doing and just copy them.
0: So um, let's talk about Advent, Pani. Did y'all do Advent when you were growing up? Um, Well, we did at church, but we didn't so much at home as far as Advent calendars and things like that. But I just wanted to explain that in case you don't know what Advent is or what the Advent season is. Depending on your faith tradition... You may or may not have celebrated it. Typically, we didn't. We had
1: an Advent calendar that was a felt tree There that we go. felt ornaments on. And it was just, a, I thought Advent was just countdown.
0: Right. And then I, but I know more recently in the past years, you've actually incorporated devotionals and things. Yeah. With. Yeah. With our own kids. Thoughtful yeah. things about yeah. the season. So typically it is more of a sort of high church calendar, Catholic, Episcopalian, maybe Lutheran. But the word Advent is derived from the Latin word. Adventus, which means coming. So the season is all about anticipating the coming of Jesus as a baby into our world. And it's a time where you can reflect, time of excitement and hope as we prepare to celebrate his birth. And we kind of already know that December 25th is not the actual day, probably, that Christ was born, but it's in or around or about there. So that's when we're choosing to celebrate it. And it begins four Sundays before Christmas and ends on Christmas Eve. That's why you see these countdown calendars.
1: Right, which I loved we got a countdown ll bean wooden christmas calendar and david and i did it for each other just put like a little teeny piece of candy in it or something for each other and then when the kids came along it got more elaborate but more on that later
0: but my daughter for a while and her husband did an advent candle thing that he made and every night they'd light a candle and read a chapter i love that leading up to um the birth of christ story
1: right that's way more holy than what I was doing at their age.
0: <laughs> hey, here's some candy,
1: honey. Mm, let's go watch <laughs> a TV right. show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all, we're all on a journey of growth That's here. right. <laughs> it's a <spectrum. laughs> All right. So we want to get right to some fun ideas from our listeners because, oh my goodness, so many great ideas. So... We have a, I have a friend, um, I don't think you know him. Um, he's a prayerful man of God. His name's Bob, and he wrote to me, over the years, we've always had a policy that our children could invite at least one, if not two guests to Thanksgiving or Christmas. Sometimes they would have 24 to 30 people crammed into their da- dining room and kitchen. Many of them had no families at all, or they were elderly, or they were college students, or international visitors, or foreign guests that were studying. Or working in the region where we were living. They were always interested in American traditions or Christian traditions. They they were overseas missionaries for some time. Okay. So that's why he's talking about the international. And of course, um, they were also interested in the Thanksgiving story. So they they would tell at Thanksgiving. Of course, they'd tell the Thanksgiving story. um, And they would prepare their guests. So if your child invited someone over, you were responsible to let them know the drill. Here's what's going to happen. Okay. And my favorite thing they did when they had people come over for the holidays is as they prepared the dining table and the chairs, they prayed over each chair Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: over each place setting as they were setting the table for the people to be there to experience the Lord, to um, feel his closeness and his love. And as the father of the family, he would give a father's blessing which is extremely powerful. Mm. If you've never had your father, I know Bobby did this with your kids every night for years and years and years. But if you've never had a fatherly blessing, a father lay his hands on you and pray over you. I've watched, I mean, he's not even their dad. I've watched people weep Mm -hmm. the minute he starts to pray a fatherly blessing. There's just power in the position of, Sure. A father, and so he's representing the father's love to them, and then they would, um, they would go around the table and say what they were grateful for. Yeah, if you wanted to, it was totally optional. He's like, I think maybe one time one person didn't, but everybody, if they were given notice, sure, was happy to would share have
0: something that they're thankful for. That one was so right. good to me. That's sweet. That's very sweet. And I would, oh, well, that's a good tradition. To I start. love
1: that. Yeah. I want to. I, you know, how much I love to entertain. Mm-hmm. I want to pray over.
0: My yeah. chairs
1: and my food. I'd pray while I'm cooking mm-hmm. for the for the night, but I haven't actually prayed over the chairs like that. Like I've seen people do it, air quotes, like spiritual events. Yeah. Like legit, they pray over all the chairs of the right. people that are going to be there. Why wouldn't you do that in your own home?
0: Yeah. Um, I would add another little touch to that. If you're celebrating a holiday season without a loved one this year, which can be particularly hard, um, if there's going to be an empty chair, to pray over that as well mm. and what that... You know, what that absence is going to bring to the room, to the table, and uh, that God could fill that. Oh. I think that would be really sweet, too.
1: So good. So good. So, um, Danielle, our friend who has preschool and elementary AIDS. Age kids said one of her favorites has been her grandparents hosting their kids and grandkids, and then even great grandkids, for a sleepover every Christmas. I have never heard of anyone doing this. Okay, go besides back. Besides her grandparent
0: episode, but this is fantastic. That extra time to wrap presents, or just take a breather, or go on a date night with your husband in the middle of December, which we've already talked about, can be crazy <laughs> month. Yay, grandparent here! So
1: cool. So she says it's usually the Friday night before Christmas. We wake up the next morning and open presents and have a big family meal turkey ham dressing and they have a huge breakfast and the year the last year they did it all 26 of them were able to come pack and plays everywhere pallets air mattresses listen <laughs> where are like I love that that's one of my favorite memories of us just doing Bible study at yeah. your house our kids slept in your bathtub it doesn't
0: even matter right that's it's the fun, just a fun- <laughs> that's the funnest thing ever <laughs>
1: right <laughs> So she says, I plan to institute that with my kids um, when they move out. I love that idea, Danielle. And she also says she hosts a brunch for grandparents and friends Christmas morning. I've been invited to that, actually. After opening presents, the grandparents love to see what the kids got and watch them play. I just love how much her family mixes all the ages. All the generations up and down.
0: Very important. If you can, you can make that happen, that's very important. So good. Okay, so Corey is mom to a preschooler and an infant, and she said her mom always made breakfast casserole for Christmas morning, and it would be baking while we opened presents. I did this too. Yeah. It's an awesome smelling thing going on in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And um, she's included her recipes, which we're going to include in our show notes. So don't forget to look for that.
1: Yeah. So somebody might want to snag Corey's mom's recipe. I love that. Now, we have a friend, Marissa, who's actually been on our show, Mm -hmm. and she sent some cool ideas, and she's in Africa, has kids of all ages. I couldn't even remember all the different ages of her kids.
0: They're older now, but.
1: Yeah. No. Upper elementary to college. college. Mm-hmm. So she said they start with their Thanksgiving tree on November 1st. And then they move to a Jesse tree on December 1st. And this was more than one listener talked about this Jesse tree. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to more on that in just a second. She says December 1st, we also start a Christmas countdown of activities, including a backwards dinner. They dress backwards, they say our names, their names backwards. Sometimes they sit under the table. Oh.
0: Win, win, win. What a fun night. They start with dessert first.
1: They try to come up with backwards meals, like an inside out hot dog or something. It's just a fun, a fun and silly Christmas tradition. Love, love, love that idea. Right. It Christmas or not. How fun.
0: Right. Christmas or not. It just goes to show that the simplest of ideas can be the funnest and most memorable. Doesn't not even have to cost very much. I love it. That's fun. Okay, Allison, who has older kids, wrote that Christmas begins on Black Friday with music and decorations. And we start our annual Christmas movie marathon. It gets its own Google calendar. This is a great, this is somebody who's organized. I love this. Type A after my own heart. (laughs) Almost all the movies are in a digital library so kids can watch wherever they happen to be. If you have military kids or college kids that aren't home, that's important. And they finish up on Christmas Eve watching the Nativity Story and the Polar Express. Um, And this year there's a, prequel to the Polar Express coming out with Tom Hanks. So look for that Um, before they open gifts now that the kids are older. So each night has a movie or hot chocolate or cookies or treats. That sounds so fun.
1: That's, that's some serious Christmas movie mania right there. That's a, that's a lot. Some
0: families are really into the Hallmark stuff and some families are kind of anti that.
1: So. Okay. And here's a fun fact that you probably didn't, wouldn't guess about me. Hallmark movies. No no way i love them
0: we can no longer be friends (laughs) i know they're predictable they're so predictable and i know they're sappy but it's just what i want from the opening scene we're already telling this is what's gonna happen (laughs) and this is what that guy's gonna do and here's how it's gonna end up it's hilarious renee i am sadly disappointed i know you would be that's why i told you (laughs)
1: Oh, OK. OK. BJ, who's a mom to three girls, who almost all are grown. And she's a grandmother, a twoie to two girls, which is a great grandma name. That's and, fun. And as T-O-O-I-E. Love that. I think it's on her license plate even. She says we watch It's a Wonderful Life every Christmas Eve. And on Christmas morning after presents, she makes a big breakfast, biscuits and gravy, fried potatoes, scrambled eggs, bacon. Hello, being in the South. We love you. Yeah, that's right. And I love this. When the kids were little, Santa would leave a candy cane under their pillow. And that's they, how they knew that Santa had come. And they still talk about this, even though they're all grown up. It's
0: a cute idea. I've never heard of that.
1: Yeah. I love that idea. And now they've added a family night to the season. So last year, they went to the North Pole via train. And this year, they're going on another train ride around Chattanooga to see the lights. And her grandbabies love the train ride, and they go to dinner after.
0: That's fun. And if you can't travel or can't afford a train ride, you got lots of Amazon boxes probably. Make your own train. Mm-hmm. Let's so like play fun. pretend. And what are you going to see at the mm. North Pole? I think that would be a fun thing.
1: Absolutely. Or
0: use your laundry baskets for a train car. Okay, so Sarah is a mom to a college-aged girl. And an elementary-aged boy. And she says, Santa never brings the biggest present. His presents are usually pajamas and a toy. The good stuff comes from mom and dad, but they keep getting Santa presents forever. Um, which I, we do, too. Yeah. So Santa lives on in he, our house. He does live on. Uh, they don't take their presents on the road. If you're going somewhere for Christmas, they do their own Christmas before Christmas, if necessary, doesn't have to be on the day of before they visit family that keeps the kids from getting overwhelmed with all the stuff on Christmas Day. That's I've thought about that Pro tip yeah yeah
1: because like I'm thinking Dottie Lou, she's two and a half and I told Emma I think I'm just gonna have some presents under the tree for her and when she comes over this month from time she'll just get to open one well, when she's here yeah. Just spread it out. The Christmas it's season. A, it's instead overwhelming. Of a
0: Christmas day. It definitely is. And yeah. the younger the younger the child, the more overwhelming it mm-hmm, is. Mm-hmm. So and then she also has a nativity scene every year, which a lot of people do. And Jesus is not in the major until Christmas morning. <clears throat> So that's neat.
1: I like that idea. That's a great, that's a great, great idea. Um, Katie, who's a mom to a kindergartner, uh, wrote, we enjoy their thankful turkey tradition. They add one feather every day with something their daughter is thankful for written on it. That's a great way to, to combat the gimmies. Right. I love that idea.
0: And then you're feathering that turkey. Mm-hmm.
1: Month of November. And she's noticed that her appreciation of Thanksgiving lunch or dinner has grown over the years, but all the young children in their family are much more into playing together before and after dinner. So they eat as fast as possible. That's, that's, oh yeah, no surprise all there. Done. <laughs> uh, well done. So they, and because they live in the South and they're in, in Alabama and Arkansas at the holidays, they try to get outside and enjoy the, the fresh air, which is great. Like, yeah. Yeah. We yeah. always prayed for good weather.
0: Yeah. Football or badminton or soccer or yeah. something in the yard is fun.
1: To get the kids outside. So since their families live in different states, they always alternated Thanksgiving and Christmas. Us too, Katie. We just kind of had a rotation that started in 1992. Yep. And kind of just kept on.
0: <laughs> kept on We rolling. just said,
1: just we want you guys to be able to look forward to when yep. we're going to see you and to know and not just wonder. And then there's no negotiating. We just, they just know. That's right. Here's when we're coming.
0: If you can do it that way, that makes it so much easier for everybody. She also says they do something called "Star from Afar" in December, which is. not if you're from
1: the south, how do you
0: say it? (laughs) Star Star from from afar. afar. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Back to the back to the programs, which is a more serious thing. Believe it or not, it's an advent calendar and book. Um, So we'll include a link to that also in our resources. Okay.
1: That was a new one to me. I had to actually go on Amazon and look it up. It looks really cool. I don't know that maybe it was around when my kids were younger, but I didn't know about that at all. I love that idea. Um, And then Katie also said when they're with her husband's family, they always make Christmas cookies. And when they're with her family, they always make gingerbread houses. I also love that. That's just like the predictable tradition Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. your particular grandparents. And she said, as you can imagine, there's always singing involved. And when she was a child, her mother would accompany the extended family on the piano. What great memories that would be. Yeah.
0: Nowadays, if you can video that and have a digital copy, that's so fun to just remember. Precious. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So our friend and our play therapist um, host who was on our podcast one time, Jamie, has two grown boys. And she wrote that their Christmas decorating begins the week after Thanksgiving. Same. Raise your hand. If you don't, don't decorate for Christmas before <laughs> I, Thanksgiving. Event. I
1: cannot raise my hand.
0: I cannot do Thanksgiving <laughs> with, with Christmas, Christmas up. at the same time. No. So um, that's because her boys are home and they can help lug stuff from the attic. Yeah. Also pro tip. Also, yeah. Also helpful. And um, they didn't want to take away from Thanksgiving. They love their fall decorations. So they wait for that first weekend. A lot of people do that. Um, they wait for the, her husband puts the Christmas star on the top of the tree on Christmas Eve night. And that happened at first by accident, she says, because one year they had an issue with the star not working and they had to get a new one. So I that's love great. this stuff. I love how that Stories happened. behind things. <laughs> yep. And they've done it that way ever since. And their boys probably think we have to wait for the star for some big reason. But, but no, it's right. actually that it just didn't work. That's funny.
1: Yep. Yep. And then she said they, her husband would read Twas the Night Before Christmas and they have actually gifted their sons that book so they can do that with their own families one day as well. And they watch a bunch of Christmas movies. They have their top favorite movies. Uh, That's a recurring theme. And she said that her sons say Christmas isn't Christmas without movies like Holiday Inn, The Bishop's Wife, Christmas in Connecticut, White Christmas. A couple of those I haven't. Holiday Inn is my favorite of all time.
0: There's some of those I haven't heard of before.
1: But I have not seen The Bishop's Wife (laughs) or Christmas in Connecticut. So our friend who's got the Google Doc. Mm-hmm. you might want to expand your repertoire. <laughs> that's right. If those are not on your list. Um they used to buy a new Christmas movie each year. Um something that was more modern. She says she has a huge stack of Christmas DVDs. That's fun.
0: But you can stream things now, so yeah. that's that's really easy. And then they have Christmas Eve lasagna. That's I know a lot of people have a traditional yeah. Christmas Eve meal, traditional Christmas morning meal and then
1: and a break from the ham turkey scene. Right. They do Italian. Remember,
0: we talked about in our last episode, though, if you have some special dessert or something that takes you all day long that you don't want to go in for, save it for a couple of days after. Mix yeah. it up a little bit. Yeah. It doesn't. Great idea. Don't be stuck in this because it's the way you've always done it.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And um, she said they love to play board games. They decorate Christmas co- cookies and they get to open one gift for Christmas Eve. Same, Jamie. High five. <laughs> wait, that was David's, David just could not wait to open presents. And he finally convinced me because I was a purist.
0: Right. Only on Christmas. Right. Me too.
1: He convinced me to do, let Shocking. the kids do Christmas even. So we that's what we've been doing. We that
0: too. And I know some families, and Jamie does this too, they get a new family ornament each Christmas. Um, which is cool. We used to start this too. And, and at least, it was probably when the kids were in elementary and I started putting little trees in each of their rooms. Mm. I would add a little ornament. To one of their presents every year. So that by the time they graduated and from college or whatever, got married, they had a whole tree's worth of ornaments. So that's a fun tradition. It that's a really
1: cool tradition. And and it, yeah, I really love that idea. My mom didn't do that. My mom still has all of our ornaments, which I will get one day. And it's okay, mom, if you're listening. I'm not upset about it. Because I have very fun memories of us going to Walmart and buying our first set of ornaments. We had to buy money was tight so we had to buy the more frugal Mm -hmm. kind of um, glass ones with the glitter and one by one through the years they broke I think we may have one oh yeah left from all the transitions and moves and all that but it's fun to think back at how we decorated that pitiful little tree that first year we were so proud of it
0: yeah this year I finally just dumped out I cleared out all the Rubbermaid boxes and dumped out the Detritus at oh, the bottom, you know the old broken oh, ornament pieces and things, the glitter, that, yeah. the
1: resin, all of
0: it. Yeah, sad. It's yeah, not sad. Um, and then
1: Vicky in Indianapolis, she has all grown kids and she's a grandma too. Wrote that her kids were blessed to grow up with many cousins nearby. So there's 14 grandchildren in a 16 year age range. Wow, what big fun! Mm. So they've spent Christmas Eve night having family Christmas at her in-laws with many Polish traditions. Such good Polish food in Indy. I love me some kolaches. Oh, yeah. So good. So the one thing the kids started doing was to produce their own nativity play for the grown-ups. She said, I love this so much. Wow,
0: how precious is that? That would be so sweet. And to see how it changes over the years as the teenagers get in there and add their own stuff, that would be (laughs) hilarious. So she said it hasn't
1: been done in a few years because the kids all grew to adulthood themselves. And she said she's looking forward to a Christmas maybe next year when the next generation will start doing that.
0: Yeah. Okay, Kristen, who's a mom of three, almost grown kids, she says they have a tradition. Every Christmas Eve, the kids unwrap an ornament from something they did that year, a trip or a special event. I love that idea. That's fun, too, because you can keep that as a memory. Yeah. And then when the kids were small, they wrapped up 25 Christmas winter-themed books. We did this, too. And let the kids unwrap one each night for 1st through the 25th to read together by the tree. Some of the books were from her childhood- they were hardly ever new, just the ones they already had. So you can reuse them every year. It's not like you're buying because a whole new library. Because ripping
1: open the present is the funnest right? thing. And then
0: you have that time together. I think that's awesome. I love that and idea. And you're reading. And you're like, it checks all the boxes. All the boxes. Quiet time. Mm-hmm. So clever.
1: All right. And then Brandy, who is a mom to three preteen and teenage boys, two of whom are twins. Her house isn't quiet, is it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> three boys. When the kids were toddlers, we started baking a Jesus birthday cake on Christmas morning and they ate the cake for breakfast. Oh, Brandy. How fun is that? Another super fun. That's up there with the backwards day. Cake for breakfast for Jesus. I love it. She said, we still do it to this day, ages 11 and 13, because well, it's the
0: one day a year they know they can do it. Yeah. They look forward to it. I love that. Something fun. Jennifer, who's a mom of teen boys said they always have monkey bread for breakfast on Christmas morning. That came from her family of origin, and they also put the tree up the Friday after Thanksgiving. And every year, her mother gets one of those family ornaments from the Christmas store in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, which is East Tennessee for our listeners who don't know. And the ones where you can write the names on them, and on Christmas Eve night before bed, they always read Luke 2 together, which is the
1: Christmas story. I love that. Yeah, David would do that with the kids as well. Night before Christmas and the Christmas story from the Bible. Mm -hmm. So good. Kinsey wrote just, as children stressful. <laughs> yes. She, just yeah. And like, like, listen, Kinsey, we feel you as children and young adults, her parents each traveled with them to their relatives' homes on Thanksgiving Eve, Thanksgiving day, Christmas Eve, Christmas day. And it was just super busy and stressful. Mm. So they made the unpopular decision to protect their holidays from the stress. So if they go anywhere for Thanksgiving, we go to one, they go to one place so they're not going from one place to the next. That's hard. I feel I feel bad for people who have both sets of families in town at the holidays because we never had to choose. Right. It was just one or the other. They're so far apart. Right,
0: we did too. So, you have to Yeah, that's a that is an unpopular decision, mm-hmm. but if you can work it out just in the name of mental health mm-hmm. to do one one day and the next the next day, that'll be yes. better.
1: Yeah. So she said also that uh, from 4 p.m. on Christmas Eve to breakfast on December 26th, they don't schedule anything. They're just home so they can enjoy the holidays so much more. So in the last four years or so, they've hosted, however, their nieces and nephews for a sleepover on the 23rd to allow sibling time. And so here we go. Families flexing, Mm -hmm. figuring out what times work for everyone. To
0: help each other out. Mm -hmm. I love that. Then they can build their gingerbread houses and decorate cookies and watch movies. And their son is an only child. So to have all those cousins over gives a little boost to the holidays for him. That's fun. How fun. So, so fun. Okay. And so
1: let's talk about the Jesse tree because this was not just Marissa's. This was several uh, listeners said they do a Jesse tree. So... I had a friend who talked about doing it and she gave me some of her information on it and it kind of was just kind of lost on me. But hmm. this explanation is so straightforward. I think I was just tired and stressed.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, it's I've not, never heard of it. Never did it. It's not
1: complicated at all. Um, and you might want to incorporate this as part of your tradition during the Advent season. It's really cool.
0: So it's just like an Advent thing. So every day of Advent, you're reading a a scripture about someone on Jesus's family tree, which is the Jesse tree. And then you're hanging an ornament symbolizing that story on the tree. And you can get a lot of those printable, do-it-yourself colored ones online really easily for free.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. And what you're doing with this is you're seeing how God prepared for Jesus to be born throughout many generations. Mm-hmm. So it starts from Isaiah... Eleven one, which reads, a shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. So that you start in creation with the entire story. It's kind of a great overview of scripture, like Uh, the whole story of the world.
0: Before Christ comes into it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so it's it's a great way to um, just help your kids develop that big picture view of scripture. So
0: not hard, but
1: that's what I said. I'm, what was my problem? Not
0: an obligation I either. No if It's going to stress you out. Don't do it. Don't well, do it. I don't understand why I didn't get it. This is so, <laughs> I don't know. Like
1: what was happening? But we did do this next thing, which was straw in the manger.
0: Okay. And how did that go?
1: So uh, throughout the whole month of December to encourage us to serve one another and think of each other, we, when we would like sneak and do something kind for the other person, we would put a piece of straw in the manger and we were preparing for Jesus to arrive in the manger on Christmas Day. So we did that when they were really young, like when we lived in Murfreesboro when they were really young.
0: So the goal is to have a nice soft bed. So, yeah.
1: With lots of straw. You don't want Jesus landing on that hard. Clunk, yeah, right, no, okay. On that hard wooden manger.
0: Okay. So we did this countdown with gifts. Like it's not an advent calendar, but at some point when they were in middle school or so, the gifts on Christmas day were becoming a little much. So I separated them all. We only have two kids. One got odd numbers. One got even numbers. And on December 1st, the odd one was opened mm-hmm. and on December 2nd, the even one was opened and it kind of mm-hmm. gave them something to look forward to all the way through to Christmas Eve. So it just was spread it out a little more. We
1: did that as well. I did call it Advent. It was like, it was, and it was everything from like the pajamas they were going to wear, which as they got older, they didn't really care about and they could feel it was clothes, and they'd save it till the very last right. anyway, <laughs> um, to like little things I picked up throughout the year. And you're right. It is so much more fun to spread this out. Mm-hmm. I really liked doing that. Yeah. Um, and wow. so it's a fun, it's just a fun thing to tr- to consider. Yeah. You might try that
0: or not, or not. No or pressure. Not. Um, so in our house, we, I did away with tags once. I used to recycle old Christmas cards and use those as tags, but then people started just putting their pictures on the Christmas cards and I thought that was weird. I wouldn't want, here's a tag. There's the Sproul's family present. (laughs) No. So I went back to regular tags and that led to peeking and shaking and peeling the paper away. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, none of that anymore. So. I just did everyone has their own wrapping paper, but you don't know whose oh. is whose until Christmas morning. And then the toe of the stocking is a tiny little piece of the folded up paper.
1: I love that idea. And
0: only then do you know whose gifts How are whose. Oh,
1: fun. All right. So the tablecloth with signatures, that is not something that we did. Have you ever
0: done that? No, but I saw it online. I thought it was so cute.
1: It is a cute idea. Wish I wonder I if I it. should start it now with grandkids.
0: Oh, you totally should I know. I when can they can just make a handprint or yeah. something instead. So the idea is you can do, it's not really a paper tablecloth. You actually get a real tablecloth. Yeah, a real one. And every year, the people who are present sign it with a date. And if they're too little, then they can do a little scribble mm-hmm. or a little handprint or something. And then you have it the next year. And then when you know, you're know you losing people, you still have their signature. And when the kids get older, they can look back and laugh at how they used to yeah. write. like I just thought that was precious. I love that idea. I
1: love that idea. And then... There's lots of ways that you can help practice giving with your kids. You can help your younger kids make gifts for the grandparents and or the other, you know, parent or better yet, have your older siblings take charge of the project. The goal is not the money that you're spending. It's just the time that you're spending making something for someone else. Honestly, some of my favorite gifts I've given people were when money was tighter and we had to be creative. And it was like a homemade, it was salsa that I'd canned or jelly. Oh, yeah. jelly kind of food or, thing
0: that would take time mm-hmm. off. Also, you've given some really sweet gifts of just like a mug or um, a tumbler filled with things you love about that person. Yeah. What a great thing to just have on hand for a rainy day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was a fun. You know why I did that? Is I had a student... Give me a mason jar full of little pieces of paper of the things she loved about me as her teacher. And I was like, that is probably one of my top teacher gifts. And it costs whatever the mason jar cost. costs. Yeah. Oh my um, goodness.
0: Save money on those teacher gifts and do that.
1: It was so lovely. I kept it on my shelf Ooh. for years. And um, I think of that sweet child every time I think of this idea. Right. It was so precious. Now we
0: know teachers need massive encouragement yes. these days. So that would yes. be a perfect teacher gift if you're still looking. Yeah, Uh, If you have a live nativity in your area, go. They're worth visiting.
1: So fun.
0: They're usually free. Check your area church list. See if you can go to one one evening. Also, we had a little Fisher Price nativity set that our kids love playing with, which the stable is literally falling apart now. Um, And over the years, my daughter loved it in particular so much that she has collected nativity sets now in different countries that they've been to and things oh that's so neat and she inherited your dad she inherited my dad's because she was the oh. nativity girl yeah we the one we
1: have is david's mom made it in the 70s it was like a craft project with friends oh, cute yeah that's gonna um, be classic on- <laughs> and this, this this the straw is still from the 70s you can believe oh <laughs> it's still worth there working um all right and this is something you do on christmas morning tell us about your muffins on christmas morning
0: oh okay so i make these miniature muffins n- nothing fancy and i have tiny little ornaments they're i mean they're really teeny tiny and choking hazard tiny choking hazard <laughs> tiny yes so <laughs> one muffin gets an ornament and whoever finds that ornament without biting into it you're usually breaking it open yeah gets to open the first present what a fun idea so that's fun. Everybody can do that. Yeah. And everyone looks forward to it. It's usually, I mean, for the longest time, my father-in-law every year would get the ornament. So it was funny. Oh, was that's
1: funny. funny. Oh, that's going to be a special memory. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, and then, yeah, we, we have Christmas breakfast at my parents every Christmas. We don't, we, we don't want anything different. We all, we want the eggs and the bacon and the sausage and the cinnamon rolls. Um, when we're talking with our grown kids about how they're doing their Christmas schedules, the, the one of the top things they want to do is have breakfast with Nana. So even if they can't do it on the day, Aww. I said, Well, you just, you know, she'd make it for you no matter what day. Yeah. So one of ours is traveling at Christmas.
0: I said, Just tell her you want it the day you're coming over. That'd be fun. But That'd be a fun New Year's Day thing, too. Oh, yeah. If you couldn't make Christmas because yeah. it's crazy, do it on New Year's do Day. Do it on
1: New Year's Day. Yeah. So um, sharing Christmas with family, this can be controversial. Because we have, you know, the the parents, the like the grandparent age parents, us, me, you and me, mm-hmm. <laughs> who uh, sometimes we're wanting a lot of time with our children, and not all of us have the same outlook on life of um, how that time should be split. So I just want to encourage you young moms, first of all, uh, my philosophy, and I think yours is too, Bonnie, like... You've got to be flexible, right? The The times of you running the show for Christmas with your little, um, original family, those days are gone. That's done. Close that door. That, that was a great, thank you God for those beautiful memories. And now there is a new season and it is time to be flexible. And, and so we are just like, we'll take you and we get you and we, we can do it on any day. It does not have to be the day. Right. And as a matter of fact, you know, if you have really little grandchildren, like I do, they're not fresh. If you get, if you're the third stop, oh, you don't she's want like, anyway. not her worst. she's her worst stuff. She's <laughs> that's exhausted. A good, yeah, that's a good point. So I just want her when she's fresh and happy and, and you know, not worn out. So on the other hand, young parents, you do think about this. We're older. We see people leave us. You just, you're not promised tomorrow. So try to make an effort to see the older people in your life. Um, it's important to yeah. try and do.
0: And it doesn't have to be anything big and fancy. Drive around with them one night to see the lights. Yeah, Go sing in front of yeah. their front door if you're, if you're in the same neighborhood. Or yeah. FaceTime and do a little Carol session with them if they're mm-hmm. a little far away. Something fun that just says, hey, we're thinking about you this holiday season.
1: I don't know if it's my disposition or or why. I've always felt like I, don't, I am not one for big vacations or big, big holidays. Like I'm an everyday mm. kind of gal. And I wondered I always wondered if it's because we couldn't take really big vacations. And so it's like, no, we gotta make our fun. Like every day we're gonna make some fun. And I'm just a sucker for just an everyday drop by grandma's, you know. Um doesn't have to be any big special occasion. Right. Those are my favorite moments.
0: That's gonna add up. You know? Oh, the little favorite. five and ten cent moments like that yes. are gonna add up. Yes, I love that. I love that.
1: I'm a five and ten cent gal. <laughs> yeah. Not a five dollar gal. That's,
0: well, <laughs> I think it makes David would disagree. Yeah, he would. (laughs) Check the
1: Amex bill.
0: (laughs) Yes, he would. Oh, my goodness. Let's let's a little bit about routines, which goes into what you just said about your grandchild being fresh at the third visit. Give your kids some grace during the holidays. For goodness sake, how many events are you asking them to show up for? How many hours are they visiting where they have to have conversations? They're going to miss naps. They're going to eat stuff that's not on their normal menu. They're going to have way more stimulation than normal it's like daylight savings time on steroids so please remember context and try your hardest to maintain some naps limit the sugar and sweets if you can
1: and we loved to do this we did role playing we did too so we practiced if you're going to be opening the presents someone's picked out something nice for you you practice how you're going to react and look at them in the eye across the room thank you so much and then afterwards um, writing the thank you notes which are I think becoming extinct, but my kids would say. I think they are too. They were made to we write right? uh, yeah, them. Yeah, but they're,
0: boy, they sure followed them to adulthood in a good way. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so you're going to want to practice. Let's pretend. Let's pretend you opened some socks. What do you say about the socks? <laughs> let's pretend you opened your favorite game in the world. What do you say <laughs> about that? Because it's not really about the gift. It's about the giver. Mm-hmm. So let's practice. If you don't do that, how are they going to know? How
1: are they going to know? And what about dinner? like table manners oh, okay. you know are they going to be able to sit on their bottoms and converse you know practicing ahead of time is going to set your kid up for success so give them some topics so they learn how to ask questions
0: of other people yeah and be interested in other people yeah that's a great thing to practice all year round so then when comes time for the absolutely. holidays they're pros at it by then absolutely and also you can practice what to do when someone puts something on their plate that is yucky <laughs> Because we don't want to say, this is yucky. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, we did the one bite rule. You just took a no thank you bite. Yeah. The teensiest little bite and then went on. And you don't have to say anything about it.
0: That's right. Thank you very much. That's
1: it. Thank you very much and move on. And then let's talk about quiet time for your own families. So, it's a great time to let the kids take a break from school stress. So everything's on the table. (laughs) Everything's on the table, moms and dads. Um,
0: Yeah, I know we threw a lot of ideas out from lots of people and lots of listeners in our own traditions. But we're not telling you that you have to do any or all of them.
1: No, we what we really want is um, just to share some fun ideas. And we what we really want is you to have a a balanced, intentional life. Mm -hmm. And it's really easy to get out of control at the holidays. You know, if you're an extroverted parent and go, go, go fun, your tolerance for that's going to be higher maybe than your spouses or your children. You probably don't have all extroverted children. So just know, you know what their window is for their best selves. Um, I loved the idea in our last episode of scheduling in a night or two in of quiet, Mm -hmm. just being in where you can have, we just kept a whole basket of Christmas books yep. out at Christmas time. We would just pull them out. We just sit and read. Um, you guys did that too. Mm-hmm. I didn't wrap them up. That's super fun. Sorry, Emma in Houston.
0: Well, you don't have to. That's cool though. <laughs> That's, That's just very, extra. It's a
1: great, fun idea. <laughs> but um, the
0: point is the reason, the bottom line, right, is the reason for Christmas that you're celebrating an actual event in history of this person. God is. Emmanuel, God is with us, coming down Mm -hmm. to be with us. Who is just all about love. Mm -hmm. So that's what the season needs to be about, is love and togetherness and kindness, reflection and hope. It's not about all the stuff and the events and the going and the having.
1: Right. So we give presents, I guess, because
0: Jesus is the greatest gift. Was that the parallel
1: in the beginning? Mm -hmm. It's kind of lost. (laughs) You think? It's kind of lost that angle. But I was just looking up some scriptures about who Jesus was and what he came to do God sent forth his son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that here's a smattering we might receive adoptions as sons and daughters that we might live through him that we may have life and have it abundantly
0: love that word and also he came to serve, to give his life as a ransom for many, to bear witness to the truth, to seek and save the lost, proclaim release to the captives, sight to the blind, and set free those who are oppressed, and also to destroy the works of the devil. So so that's who we're celebrating. That's what he came who? to do. Right.
1: Beautiful. And I love that. We can also have some fun while we're at it. Cause, Absolutely. Cause he's all about celebration let's just too. don't get, let's just don't, lose all that and that Jesse tree thing i love that
0: so we're gonna have tons of this uh well we'll have all of it in our show notes and on our website at just so look for those links if you're interested in some of them and you can connect with us on facebook and instagram or take five seconds to rate and review the podcast and share us with your friends and family
1: and send us your topic suggestions to just your mom podcast at gmail.com and we'll see you next time on just, just ask, ask your mom <laughs>